Man, we made it. We made it. 2021. We're 30 days in. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope everyone is mentally, physically, and spiritually, spiritually, <laughs> spiritually, um, okay. Um, whew. 2020 was a ride. I feel like I don't, I really, let me say, I feel like there's not one person that I came in contact last year that did not like experience something like tragic or like just a very, you know, bad time in their life, you know, something. And I'm talking like outside of COVID and all of that. Like I really truly feel like that last year was just like a a whirlwind for everyone. Um, So if you made it, take a deep breath and be ready for any new adventures that 2021 is going to bring us because I truly do feel deep down in my heart and in my soul that like this year is going to be the year for everyone. This year is going to be the year for you, your children, if you have children, your family, maybe, you know, potentially a, a relationship, um, you know, that may blossom that you weren't expecting. Like something is going to touch every single one of you guys and myself as well this year. I don't know what it is, but I just feel it like it's like a burning like sensation within my soul that just tells me like we're like we we made it and we're going to be okay. Um so congratulations. Um I really like I had kind of like a uh I don't know, like I I, I kind of had like a dialogue as far as like how everything was going to go, what I was going to talk about, what I was going to say, how I'm going to start it, what the middle of, you know, this episode was going to be, how I was going to end it. And you know what? life is just not like it's it's meant whatever is meant to happen is meant to happen you know we as humans kind of get riled up and tied up into this like fixation that like everything has to be planned you know um we have I just I I don't know it's just I've gotten to a point in my life where I'm just very like you know what it's another day it's a new day You know, let's just, whatever happens, happens. Try not to allow every waking moment of your life to be like this dark cloud and just go with the motions of everything, you know? And honestly, like, I can't even believe that I'm sitting here like talking to you guys. And I can't even believe that anybody is listening to this or will listen to this. I can't even believe like all of the support that I have had. I mean, this is just, it's so overwhelming. Like you just have no idea like how I feel knowing that there are so many people that are looking forward, you know, to, to the filtered water and just, you know, myself just speaking on, you know, different things. Like I just want this to be so much more than what your average person thinks that a podcast is, you know, and 
I, I don't, I didn't want to necessarily like make this first episode, you know, about myself or any like trials and tribulations that I've kind of endured this past year. And a lot of you guys that are currently listening to this, like actually know me somewhat like on a personal level and you kind of have like an idea of, you know, what 2020 looked like for me. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that like a lot of people don't, you know, know. Um, and especially for the people that don't really know me and are like super excited to listen to what Filter Water, you know, has in store. And I just know that I want this platform to be raw, authentic, and any and everybody, and I'm talking myself, guests, you know, whatever the future may hold for this. I just want this to be a safe place for everyone. And I want any and everyone to be able to share their truth. Um, I want this more or less to be like a therapy session for rather it be myself or rather it be whoever it is that I have like, you know, on as a guest, rather it be a listener. Like, I just want this to reach someone and I want them to know, like, you're not the only one that has experienced what you're going through right now. You're not the only one that feels this way. The way you're feeling is normal. Um, you're not crazy. You know, you're you're not alone. People aren't out to get you. Like, it, it just all of those emotions balled up in, into one is is a lot to take in. And I really want to use this to kind of give like my testimony, if you will, um, because it definitely is a testimony. Um, so a lot of you don't know, um, or I should say a lot of you do know, I'm sorry, but anyone that is listening to this that doesn't know, um, today is actually the one year anniversary of my dad passing away. Um, for people that don't necessarily like know what the cause was, um, my six months prior to my dad passing away, uh, he was actually diagnosed with bladder, uh, gallbladder, I'm sorry, not bladder, uh, gallbladder cancer, um, that then moved over to his kidneys. So he had kidney and gallbladder cancer. And then eventually, um, I mean, it spread to making his kidneys fail. And that was ultimately, you know, what, what made him, uh, pass away, and it literally all happened within six months. Like, I wasn't prepared. Like, my dad wasn't prepared <laughs> at all. Um, that's a whole nother, like, situation. <laughs> um, so, it, I don't want to say that it was one of those, like, oh, but you knew, like, so you should have been getting ready because we didn't. Like, there was multiple times on different occasions and actually even exactly a week before my dad passed away, like, we had asked, you know, the doctor, like, you know, hey, how long, you know, do you think that we have? And every time that we asked, rather it was in the beginning, the middle, or the very end, you know, of him being diagnosed, we were always told that's, a you know, above my pay grade, I can't tell you. Um, so... It really was kind of a shock um, that he passed. The I mean, as, as soon as he did, because you would have never have thought, like, 
wow, six months and you're gone. Like, you know, at least a year, you know, maybe even a year and a half. Um, But it just, it honestly, and I know that this is like super, super cliche and people don't like want to believe this. Um, I will say that this past year, I've always believed in this, but like this past year really made me believe this for sure. But everything happens for a reason. We may never know what the reason is. We may know the reason years and years and years down the line, but everything happens the way that it is supposed to happen. So as humans, we try to question it. You know, we we try to think like, well, if I had done this, if I had done that, you know, would this have been different or, you know, just, I mean, it's natural. And don't get me wrong. I still do it to this day. Um, But I, it's like, as soon as I do it, then at that point I tell myself, okay, Jade, like, but it was supposed to happen this way. You know, all these if, buts, hows, whys, wins, you know, all of that, like, okay, you can think about it, but don't allow it to consume you. Because if you continue to allow it to consume you, you're digging yourself into a deeper hole um, and dark hole at that. Um, So, I mean, I was definitely shocked whenever I uh, got the call whenever I was at work that, you know, I needed to come up to the hospital like ASAP. And I mean... Even whenever I got there um, and the woman brought, you know, me and my sister and my mom uh, in the back room, like, and she told me, I mean, obviously, like, I already knew what they were going to say, but like, I just kind of still had like a little bit of hope. And, uh, you know, I just was like in such fucking shock that like, I didn't even cry. Like I literally just like stared at the lady and the lady just kept like trying to get me to talk, like was trying to like talk for me as far as like my emotions and stuff like that. And it just didn't register. Like I just wanted to see my dad, you know, uh, in the moment and probably up until just recently, like within the last couple of months, like I really, I really blame my mom for my dad passing. And it was because just kind of to back up a little bit, like a a lot of people may or may not know. So my parents were married and got divorced. I believe I was like six or seven. Um, and my dad got custody of me not because of, you know, any other like reason, as far as like her being unfit, you know, all it wasn't any of that. It was just my dad knew that it was best that I was with him. So that was kind of, you know, that. So really, my mom didn't come into the picture as far as my dad being sick and all of that toward until towards like the end of it. Of course, you know, I needed help, um, you know, with my dad because I didn't want to leave him, you know, alone. So I asked her like that day, I was like, look, I I need you to like stay at the hospital, whatever you do, like, do not leave, you know, all of that, you know, whatever. Fast forward, I was so angry because my mom left, didn't tell me that she left, tried to play it off like she didn't. And my dad passed away. And I know that that's how he wanted it. He didn't want anybody there. 
he didn't want to pass in like a, you know, in hospice or he didn't, he just wanted to like naturally pass away. And like, he used to always joke, you know, whenever I was younger and he would say like, oh, if I get, you know, Alzheimer's or if I start acting crazy, just shoot me in my goddamn head and just be done with it. And I do apologize for the language. Um, I don't mean any harm by it, but like I said, I, this is going to be raw and uncut. So if you don't like the, you know, language of that nature, then this just is not going to be the podcast for you. Um, but, you know, and it was always like a joke and, but he, he passed the way that he wanted to. So this all goes back to me saying, you know, that things happen for a reason. You know, she left. I wasn't there. No one was there with him and he passed away, you know. Um, so that was, it was supposed to happen that way. You know, after that, um, I just like, for the first, I want to say three, four months, I didn't hear from nobody. I didn't hear from none of my family. I didn't hear from my mom. I felt so alone. Like that night that like I left the hospital after everything. And a lot of people ask me, they're like, how did you like go home to his house and like stay there alone by yourself? Like you weren't scared, like da da da, whatever, you know? And it's like, I definitely was, I don't want to say like scared, but I was definitely like, just, I didn't fucking know like what, I don't know what was going through my head. I don't know. I just, I went home cause that's home. And like, I mean, I didn't sleep good that night. Like I kept fucking seeing shit. I kept hearing shit. I just, I kept feeling stuff. And I'm just like, bro, what in the hell is this? Like, I mean, it was, it was creepy. I don't know. But I never would have thought that that me going home that night by myself would have been the picture painted. I don't want to say the rest of my life. But I want to say at least for the next, you know, year or two years or three years. Like, I would have never have thought that that would be a symbol of me literally being alone through all of this. You know, my dad didn't have a will. And technically speaking, like... Um, I, I'm the youngest of all of my siblings. My dad has myself. I have an older brother and like an alleged oldest, older sister, but like, you know, that's what it is. That's a whole nother thing. And to think that like, I'm the youngest of all of my siblings. I was 25 when my dad passed away. And then my birthday was like two months later and I turned 26. But like who would have thought at the age of 25 that I would be facing like having to like hire a lawyer, um, go through probate, 
have to like go through like my dad's shit to like find information because I knew nothing. I didn't know where any like my dad's room was kind of like one of those like you're not allowed in there kind of a situation. So like I only knew like where his important paperwork was because he let me know like, hey, if you ever need any important paperwork, like it's up in the closet, you know, but outside of like that, I knew nothing. Um, Luckily, luckily, the day after my dad got out of the hospital, he did take me to um, the bank and got me added on his checking account, his primary checking account. Um... And that was it, like, and it was just because, um, you know, so I could, like, write bills or, you know, whatever. Who would have thought exactly a week later, like, my dad would have been missing, or not missing, what the hell, not missing. (laughs) Um, He would have, he would have passed away, um, and I just, like, wouldn't know what the fuck to do, like, So the only thing I knew to do, because I couldn't find anything around the house, I was like, okay, well, the first thing I'm going to do is just go to the bank and I'm going to close his bank account because clearly, like, I I mean, it's, it's done, like it's over, you know, thank God that that was my first instinct to do because had I not gone to the bank, I don't know where I would be at like right now. I mean, I may be in the same position I'm in right now, or I mean, it may have been like a couple of months later is when I finally would have been able to kick things into gear. But nonetheless, um, went to the bank, told the lady like, you know, what happened or whatever. And this was like his personal banker. So she knew him like on a personal level and all that stuff. And um, she was like, well, would you like for me to give you like a printout of, you know, his banking statements? So I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, yeah, that's fine. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, like, I mean, why the fuck do I need that? Like, that's not going to do anything for me. Just close the account, whatever. But and this is how like this kind of goes back to, again, like me saying like everything happens for a reason. Why did it come to me to like go to the bank and like close my dad's account? I don't know. Now I look back and I'm like, I know what it was. That was my dad's way of like um, pointing me in the right direction or trying to lead me, you know, where I needed to go because who would have known or thought in that very moment? I mean, yeah, now you'd be like, oh yeah, you go to the bank, you print, you know, you print out the statements and you know, like who it is he's been paying and all this shit. So anyways, so in the moment, like I look down and I'm like, oh my God, like this is, I needed this information. Like I can see who it is that he's been paying. Like, you know, I was just able to find out everything that I needed so that I could move forward with, you know, getting a lawyer and all of that stuff. So, you know, fast forward, because I don't want to really get like into the detailed details of everything. But, you know, fast forward, you know, I hired this lawyer, um, told her like, you know, pretty much what was going on, how I didn't know anything, how I'm, I'm, I'm 25. I don't know. There's nobody around me that can even point me in the direction of where I'm supposed to be at, who I need to talk to, what I got to do next. Like what y'all, when I tell you any person that I have spoken to this last year, I'm talking adults, like coworkers, you know, family, friends, 
my friend's parents, like no one has ever went through what I'm going through right now. Didn't know how to point me in the right direction. Didn't have nobody that they could point me to that could point me in the right. Like I was literally out here by myself. I'm like, dude, I don't. All I know is, is that I need to do what I need to do to make sure that the house doesn't get taken because the last conversation that me and my dad had whenever we were in the hospital was him looking at me with tears in his eyes and telling me, Jade, whatever you do, do not sell my house and do not allow it to be taken. And I just knew like from that moment, like I I have to do what I have to do, even if it kills me. Because I have to like live up to what he asked of me. So, you know, as I talked to like the lawyer, you know, she straight up told me, she's like, I feel so bad for you. Like, I'm going to help you the best way that I can. I'm going to try to like cut cost where I can. But at the end of the day, like I can't do this like you know, for free, like, I, this is a business that I run, and I mean, of course, you know, I, I know that, so, um, she told me, like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, send you all this information, you know, blah, 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 whatever, so, she sends me this paper, and I'm looking at this, and it's literally, like, a foreign language to me, like, it's asking about all marriages that my dad has, you know, been in, been divorced, like, my dad had, I mean, my dad was married four times. Uh, my mom was his last wife. I only know about my mom, my brother's mom. And then there was a woman that, you know, was before my mom. Like, that's all I really knew about. I didn't know. So I'm like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to get this, this, these answers for you? Like, I don't, I, there's no one that I can ask. Like, I don't. So then I start, you know, freaking out. Then my dad, he, you know, has seven cars. And she's wanting, like, you know, all the VIN numbers, wanting to know, like, how much they're worth. And I'm just like, I I don't know. Like, I don't know any of this. It got to the point where I was so, like, overwhelmed. Because, again, there was no one that could help me. Like, they, I mean, it was just, it was unbelievable. Like, I don't wish that feeling on anybody. I don't wish that on my, you know, my worst enemy. I don't wish that on anyone at all. So... It got to the point where like I just kind of like was ignoring her, you know, and eventually she because I want to say I reached out to her in like February. It was like mid February. So it was like literally right after my dad had passed away because my thought process was, you know, the faster that I get this done, um, the faster it'll be over with. Um you know, I don't have to worry about anybody trying to take, you know, the house, you know, just all those things. Little did I know that here we are exactly a year later and it's still not handled and I'm still not, you know, finished with the probate case. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. But anyways, so she ended up telling me, she's like, straight up, if you're not going to get this information to me, then I'm just going to have to, you know, um, you know, move forward and not be able to assist you in this process or whatever. And that just like, I don't know what it was. I just was like, you know what? 
I, I can't live like this. I told my manager, I'm like, dude, I, I need some time off. Like, I need to get my mind, like, right. I just, I, I need to go. Um, so, believe it or not, I woke up one day and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to fill my gas tank up. I'm going to pack me a small bag. I'm going to hit 95 North and wherever I run out of gas at, I run out of gas at and that's where I'm going to stay. So believe it or not, I made it all the way up to Johnson City, Tennessee. Um, Little did I know that that was like what I needed. Like I needed to get away. I needed to get away from everyone, everything. I needed to feel free. I needed to free my mind, body, soul, spirit. Like I needed I needed to be free. So I ended up going up there. Um, I stayed the night, just one night, literally got there, took a shower, spent the night, got up the next morning and like was heading back home. Um, But on my way back, which was like an hour, an hour and a half away from um, Johnson City, I stopped in this place called um, Boone, North Carolina. And there's this place called Grandfather Mountain. And honestly, guys, like if you're a nature person and I mean I wouldn't even necessarily say like a mountain person I would just say nature person period but I mean if you are more drawn to the mountains like you have to go to this place so I went there and um I climbed the mountain and I sat at the very very top of it and I just like meditated and I shit you not like I probably was there for maybe 30, 45 minutes, um, hiked down. And then like, there was like a couple of trails that was around. Um, so, um, I hiked those as well. And then eventually I was like, you know what? All right, it's time to go. So I ended up leaving. Um, and I got home later that night and it was like a light switch. That was it. I, that was exactly what I needed. I got home. I started on the paperwork. I submitted it to her. And then it was like, boom, 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 boom. Like after that. And it was just so crazy to think like, you know, and and I I will say like a lot of people were like, oh my God, you're, you're just going to get up and you're just going to go to another, like a whole nother state, a whole nother city. Like you're not going to take anybody with you. You're not scared. You're not this, you're not that. And I'm like, that's what's wrong with the world. Like a lot of people don't know that they need spontaneous trips like that by themselves. No one don't bring no children. Don't bring your boyfriend. Don't bring your husband. Don't bring your girlfriend. Don't bring your wife. Don't bring a pet. Like literally go somewhere by yourself. It is the most liberating feeling in the world like I, I I can't even like put it into words like what it feels like to literally be somewhere by yourself when you don't know anybody and you're just getting in tune with yourself like it's just it was so it was it was amazing and I recommend it and I've told people like since you know I, I did that I've told people time and time again I'm like you have to do it like at least once in your life just like you know feel it and I'm not saying like go somewhere like my like that's not what I'm saying like we're not going down to Miami for one night to go party with the stripper like we're not doing all that I'm saying go somewhere within nature and just walk around like be grounded with the earth take your your shoes off your socks sit on the ground like get some sun you don't realize what just those simple things will do for you know your body your mind and your soul like it's 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 what everyone needs so 
anyways, like, you know, I started on that and, um, then at that point it just, when it started coming to like, just the money situation and I'm like, oh my God, like I, not only did I take on all of my dad's finances, I already had my own finances, um, prior to him, you know, passing away. Then I'm also taking on, you know, like lawyer fee, court fees, filing fees, like all these fucking fees along with, I'm now a homeowner, like overnight by myself, like no one helps me pay a bill. No one. I have not asked one person for any financial, you know, help at all. Like, and it has been hard. And I just, at that time, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. You know, then I started getting this hatred build up, you know, for, for a sibling of mine. I don't really want to like, just for other, I don't really want to like specify on any of that, but, um, I started like building up this hatred toward them and I'm just like, how can this be your father? And you like barely made it for the funeral. You barely were even checked in at the funeral. Like I'm talking mentally, you know, um, you don't check on me at all. You don't even really know what's going on, you know, with this process. You ha- you don't even reach out to me and tell me I'm sorry, like I haven't been there or I haven't asked, like this is what's going on, X, Y, you know what I'm saying? Like you haven't asked anything and it's been like pulling teeth to get this person to even sign off on anything because Believe it or not, in the state of Florida, however many children that are left over if there's not a will, but in this case, I'm I'm just going to stick with my situation because there are two children that have been claimed as being children and there's no will. It has to be split 50-50 and it doesn't matter if one is the PR or whatever. It has to be... Everything has to be signed off by both. You have to both agree on, you know, the situation, all all of that. You can't move forward if the other one doesn't sign and you can't move forward if, you know, they don't show up for court or what like you. That's why it is so imperative. And I will stress this and I will stress this till the day I die. Please listen to me when I tell you this, please for the love of God, listen to me when I tell you this. This is for anyone that is my age that has children. This is for anyone that is well over my age that has children. This is even for people that don't have children, but have close nieces, nephews, God, you know, sons, daughters, whatever. Please, whatever you do, have a will have a final testament as long as you have that and it is solidified notarized all of that you will be okay you don't have to worry about probate you don't have to worry about who's getting what when who dies like you know and and I just want to touch on this really quick and this is I'm saying this specifically to all of my black brothers and sisters and I'm saying this 
out of the kindness of my heart, and I'm saying this with pure love. Everyone knows what's currently going on in the world, um, especially when it comes to people of color. Our brothers and sisters of color are dying every day. Rather it be from natural causes, rather it be from officers, rather it be, you know, from color on color crime, rather it be another color, you know, going after another one, like whatever it be, we all are very much aware what's going on. And I've come across so many people within this last year that are, you know, they want different than what they had growing up. Um, they want to provide better for their children. They want a different lifestyle than what they had. So I'm saying this. If if you have children and you want different than what you had growing up, then you need to make sure that you set up a plan and a future for your child. And what I mean by this is if you are not aware of life insurance please dm me um send me a text message call me do something please let me know because you have no idea what that will do for your child's future i also suggest for you to get child um get life insurance on your children as well because god forbid something was to happen to them that financial you know burden won't be there you'll have the life insurance policy to pay for what you need to pay to cremate bury whatever it is will be there to take care of that but why i'm saying this is is because i've noticed that people have wanted better for their children turn around pass away and now their children are left with their mom or their dad your child's going to have the same exact upbringing that you had coming up and you were trying to get out of that why would you why would you want that for your child you don't i'm telling you you don't yeah at the end of the day um if i mean that's only who they can go to I mean that that you know it is what it is and that's primarily what it is but what I'm saying is the financial stability of it I mean yeah the kids can't touch it until they're 18 but when they're 18 that's when your child's life starts they're gonna be buying a car going to college maybe possibly buying a house you know all of these things and if something was to happen to you at least your child would be able to know my parent loved me enough to make sure that I was financially stable so that if something was to happen to them, I wouldn't have to worry about anything. So I know that was like kind of like off topic a little bit, but it goes into play with, you know, what it is that I'm I'm talking about. So, you know, luckily the way that my dad raised me, I was already set when it came to that type of shit anyways, because I'm a tightwad when it comes to like spending money and shit. So thank God, like I had my own, you know, backup and stuff like that. But it just, I don't know, going back on the whole, like having this hatred and this hurt, you know, for this one individual, like, I don't think that it will ever go away. 
especially now because and you know for the longest like and I've always been this way because I'm just such a nice caring person like I always think about others feelings you know what they could potentially be going through you know all these things so this whole year like I made an excuse for this person and I'm like you know well Maybe they're, you know, having their own feelings or emotions that they're going through because, you know, they weren't able to see him before he passed. Or, you know, maybe they're, you know, scared. You know, just different, like, just different emotions. So I made excuses for the longest. And I'm like, but the thing is, is that you could reach out to me and say, hey, you know, I'm sorry I haven't checked on you. I'm sorry I haven't asked you about really the process in depth. I know I haven't been back, you know, since. But I want you to know, like, I appreciate everything you're doing. Because at the end of the day, everything I'm doing, every ounce of my being that I have put into this, the energy, just everything. Of course, it's for myself. But this other individual they they benefit from it and you didn't put a dime in you didn't put time in you didn't put emotion in you didn't put anything in but to make this a longer drawn out process than what it needed to be you may have grieved this past year or you may have not did I grieve this past year no I didn't I didn't have a chance to you know why Because I was working all the time. I went into therapy. Like not even two or three months into my dad passing. You know why? Because I knew that I had to be strong mentally and emotionally. Because of the financial burden that was placed on me. And to make sure that I fulfilled what my dad wanted you know and during that process I had another family member straight up stole from me I'm talking like and this ain't no little bit of like you know whatever I'm not really gonna get into that either but so it's like you're I I just I'm already down I'm already clouded. I'm already in a dark place. And I have two people because we all believe that family is supposed to, you know, be there for us whenever we need them and blood is thicker than water, all that dumbass bullshit that is fucking bullshit. And I don't care what anybody says because it is. Kick me down whenever I was already in the dirt. It I mean, it's a feeling that I will never forgive either of them I don't care if you show up to my front door today and you tell me sorry and you're sobbing what's not you know rolling down your your face I don't I will never forgive you I'll come at peace with it I've come at peace with it I will continue to be at peace with it but it's it is what it is and I just This kind of, in a sense, 
again, goes back to what I was saying before about everything happening for a reason. Like, I felt like that I was going to need all of this support. I was going to need all of these people to be in my corner. You know, I was going to need shoulders to cry on. I was, I was, I just knew I was going to need all of this stuff. I was going to be a needy person. But by both of those people crossing me and crossing me in a way that I could never forgive them, all it did was pick me the fuck up and let me know it ain't a goddamn thing that anybody can do for me ever in fucking life because at the end of the day, I'm going to always do it for myself. And that goes for anybody. I don't care what situation you're going through right now. If you're married, if you're in a relationship, if you have children, at the end of the day, we were born into this world alone and we're going to die alone. So don't ever feel like for a second that you have to depend on somebody else for your happiness. Because at the end of the day, you're a lot stronger on the inside than you think that you are. And you're going to pick yourself up and do what the fuck you need to do to handle that shit. And you're going to be fine after once you're on the other side. And I'm telling you that because I shit you not. I literally sat on the edge of the hospital bed and begged my dad to take me with him whatever he passed away because I would not be able to do this without him. And here I am exactly a year later. I am still alive. I'm not harmed. I have never harmed myself. I've never had thoughts of harming myself. And I'm standing on top by myself, but I'm standing on top and I'm so much more stronger than I was the day that I left that hospital without my dad. And I'm saying this to any and everyone. Rather, you've lost somebody, a parent, a sister, a brother, a cousin, a co-worker, a child, whatever the case is, you may feel like that you're weak. You may feel like you may not be able to live this life, you know, without that person, but you will and you are. And they're with you every day. I hated when people fucking told me that shit because I'm like, dude, no, the fuck he's not like he's not here. I can't physically touch him. I can't physically see him. He can't give me a hug whenever I'm down and out. Like, he's not fucking with me. So stop telling me that shit. But I'm telling you, they are in every way possible. They're that cloud that when you're driving down the street leaving work... And you look up and you just see that one cloud. That's them. If you're sitting in your car or a restaurant or wherever. And you see a bird. And it's right in front of you. That's them. When you feel like something touched you. Or something's behind you. That's them. When you hear like a song that reminds you of them or explains your emotions and it just randomly plays, that's them. 
These are all things that like I've realized over time. And I think the biggest thing that I realized. And to be honest with you, this actually kind of happened after like I started therapy and my therapist told me, um, you know, as I was kind of just explaining to her just, you know, different things that I've, you know, gone through and stuff like that. But um, she was like, have you ever heard of like an empath? And I said, oh, no, like, what is that? So she explained to me, you know, what an empath was. Um, if you don't know what it is, I definitely, you know, suggest like, you know, Googling it and educating yourself on it. But just like in a nutshell, it's pretty much someone that can, you know, feed off of other people's emotions. Like, you know, a friend, if you have a friend that comes to you and you get just so emotionally involved in their shit because you just love them, you know, so much and you just want the best for them. Or, you know, you're sitting alone and all of a sudden, like you literally feel like something is sitting beside you, like you can feel it to the point where you look over to see if there's anything there and there's nothing there. These are all signs of you being an empath. So when she told me that, I'm like, oh my God, like what the fuck? So I'm like looking this stuff up. I'm like, it it, it makes sense. I've told like my friends, you know, stuff. I don't really talk to the little bit of family that I do have because they all fucking think I'm weird. They all think I'm crazy. They all think these things of me because it's just a block between their generation and our generation. It's not even worth getting upset or whatever. But, you know, I've told multiple people like just different things that I felt like. For example, whenever um, my dad, like the day that he passed away, I was actually at work sitting at my desk. I'll never forget this. I was talking to a coworker and my phone was on the desk and um, there was a bottle of water that was in front of it. And she told me, she's like, oh, your phone's ringing. And I said, oh, really? So I kind of like moved the bottle and I kept staring at it. I'm like, "Mm, that's a debt collector, you know, whatever. So I didn't answer it. She was like, are you sure? I said, yeah, yeah. So we keep talking. And then all of a sudden, like, I had like my head, because I work in a call center. So I had my headset on and I literally threw it onto the desk. And I had to grab the side of my face and like push in on my temples. And then I looked behind me and then I looked back at her and I said, was there somebody that was just standing behind me? And she said, I mean, no, your manager like walked past like maybe two, three minutes ago, but like he ain't stand behind you. Then all of a sudden, like I literally like shook like in my chair, like as if you would like shake something off. And I told her like what was you know going on and in that moment she knew what was going on but she didn't tell me so we finished up our conversation I like looked on because you know how you can like read what a voicemail says versus listening it listening to it I literally seen that it said Baptist medical da 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 my heart fucking sunk in like into my ass (laughs) like not I mean (laughs) But it did like that's the best way that I know how to like describe that. And that was whenever I realized like that was my dad like saying bye to me like. But it wasn't until months later is when I realized that that was literally 
like my dad, he didn't pass through me. He didn't say bye. He literally is living in me every single day. I catch myself just saying random shit. I literally sound just like him. It's, I, I mean, and I was never like this, like before it, it's, it's just, it's the most wildest thing. So, you know, when she told me that I'm like, that makes so much sense. Like I kept feeling shit like around the house and you'll probably think I'm crazy. But at one point I actually seen my dad, I was coming out of the bathroom and I was like about to turn the lights off and I seen him standing in front of me I seen the outfit he was wearing I was so scared that I jumped back into like the bathroom and hit the wall and like I went running into the kitchen and I just like fell to the floor because I was like Jade oh my god you're tripping like what the fuck oh my god oh my god and then when I realized what it was I got up and he was standing at the end of the hallway and I got up to go give him a hug and he was fucking gone like (laughs) Like, as if it was a figure of my imagination, but it wasn't. Like, I swear to you, I could see the hair on his arm. Like, he was standing there in front of me. So when she told me this shit, I'm just like, dude, like, that's exactly, like, what I am. I have to be. I can say something, and I shit you not, like, the next day it'll happen, Or like I could tell my friends something and then they'll text me and be like, bitch, you remember when you told me da 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 da? Oh my God, it just happened. Like, I mean, it's just, I don't, and it's so, it's even more crazier because I was told that I was born in my sack. So like when my mom had me, like, you know how like somebody's water breaks, like hers didn't. Like I flew out like a football and the doctor caught me and you know they they popped it you know cleaned me all up whatever and this older um older lady came in and and she was black and she told my mom she said oh my god you know your 10 pound one ounce baby she was born with a veil over her eyes like do you know what that means and my mom's like no what the hell does that mean and she said oh my god she's gonna be so special like you need to make sure that you keep her close. Like she's going to be something, you know, amazing in life. In my entire life, I was all, like, I, that always stuck with me. And I'm just like, ain't nothing special about me. Like I'm not a rapper. I'm not a singer. I'm not an actress. I'm not a doctor. Like I'm, I'm nothing out of the ordinary. Like I get up, I eat, I go to work slave while doing that come home take a shower go to sleep wake up do it all over again like there's nothing that is special about me and then that was whenever I realized that what it is is that I I am an empath and I was placed on this earth to do exactly what I'm doing right now and that's you know speaking to you all and I don't want to say necessarily like sharing like even though I am sharing my story with you but it's more or less to help people to be there for them to let them know like they're not alone like you're gonna be okay I truly feel like that this is what I was put here for and this whole time I would be down I'm like you know I don't my families don't talk to me don't help me like don't check on me you know my friends they all like you know the ones that have children like 
you know, they're taking care of their children or like my friends that don't, you know, but are in relationships. Like all of my friends have something and I literally have nothing. And I just wish I was like, you know, I wish I had a child or I wish that, you know, I had a boyfriend or a husband or I wish that I had somebody by my side because I felt like I was living for nothing because the person that I was living for passed away. Like every thing I did in life was for my dad. And I felt like that I had, that it had to be that way because my dad took care of everyone. He would give the shirt off of your back. My dad took care of children that wasn't his. My dad dressed up as Santa Claus for my goddaughter's first Christmas like that was just the type of person that he was he just did and gave not expecting to receive anything back in life for everyone and I just felt like that there had to be one person in his lifetime that gave back to him so I devoted my entire life to him I felt like that I lived a double life from the person that I really am with my friends, social media, than the person I was that I lived with my family. And it hurts so much to know that there have been things that have been done to me. There has been things that has been said to me. No one in my family knows because I just choose not to even go there and it hurt because I told myself I'm like you know should I talk about these things you know with my dad but then I was scared because I said I feared that that would be what killed him even whenever I sat in there on my knees in that hospital room staring at my dad knowing That he was gone. And I still. Could not bring myself to tell him. The things that I've endured in life. I know now. That he knows. The things that I've gone through. Because I've talked about it. And I know that's why I feel him on such a more. Higher level and spiritual level. Than in your average person. Because I know that he feels so bad. That he wasn't there to protect me. With certain stuff. And. That ultimately is the reason why I want to create this platform. Because if there is anybody. That feels like. That they can't be themselves. Because they're afraid that their family is going to judge them. Or you'll be disowned. Or you're just scared of what the other side will look like. Know that you're not alone. Know that this is not a an unusual feeling. Like there is a lot of people out there that feel like this. And you know eventually over time these things will be spoken of. Um, and you guys will know and, you know, whatever. And 
I just, it is the worst feeling knowing that the person or the thing that you lived your life for is gone. And now you're just so lost in the world. This year was so overwhelming. Could you imagine what it feels like to be a 25-year-old woman? The man that protects you and always has protected you and done for you and raised you up passes away. Not even 30 days later. Shit, I think it was really like a month and a half later. All of a sudden, like, our fucking, like, we get shut down. Like, I was freaking the fuck out. I just knew that, like, this was the end of the world. Like, I just knew, like, some walking dead type shit was about to happen. You can't find toilet paper, fucking food. You could not find anything on the shelves. I was so scared and I didn't have anybody It was the worst feeling in the world. Then I turned around and months later, like I came down, you know, with the COVID. And that was like the scariest feeling that I had in the world. Like it was just, it was so, so bad. And I mean, I would be lying if I told you guys that like I didn't pray the entire time that I had it. Like, God, just please take me. Like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to live here. I don't want to see what's going to happen. Like, like I said earlier, like, I never once harmed myself. I never once, you know, did anything I wasn't supposed to do. I never had thoughts of, like, suicide or anything like that. But I would be lying to you if I didn't tell you that up until maybe two months ago, maybe a month and a half ago, every night... Before I fell asleep, I just asked God, please, just don't let me wake up. I just want to be with my dad. Like, I'm scared. I don't know what's about to happen. Then imagine this fucking shit with the damn capital. That is, it's fucking scary, dude. Like, it's so, so scary. And I just, this is the worst feeling out of anything I've ever gone through in life, this last year was was just, it, it was, I would never, never wish this on anyone. So, I just, I, I don't know. But at the same time, and this has come up multiple times, I just feel like, that my dad's passing was a blessing in disguise. And it hurts so bad to say that. And I don't want to believe it. But I have to believe it. And you know why? Because I found my voice. I found my reason to live. I don't give a shit what anybody says to me anymore. I don't care. Rather your family, friends, social media, co-worker. 
I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do and what makes me happy. Because at the end of the day, whenever I was going through and still am going through the darkest times of my life, no one was there for me. Whenever I say this, I'm not talk- talking about like any of um my like close friends or like my friends families or like people on social media that have reached out to me like I when I'm saying what I'm saying right now I'm not talking about you I'm literally talking about actual like family I appreciate everything that each and every single one of you have done for me you have no idea like how it it, how I feel or how it feels to know that like people from my past like I'm talking middle school elementary like just people from my past have like come back into my life And honest to God, like, I know that it is my dad sending you guys. Like, I just know that it is. And I have no ifs, ands, or buts about that. And I just truly want to say thank you to each and every one of you. Anyone that's asked me, you know, to to come out, asked me to come over to their house, you know, get dinner, like, have just messaged me and asked me if I'm okay. Like, I truly appreciate you guys for everything that you've done you have no idea and I could never repay any of you guys but I just want you to know from the deepest pits of my soul that I am here for each and every single one of you guys like I said I know that I found my voice I know that this is what I was put on earth for. Like, this is my calling. This is what I'm supposed to do. And I seriously want, this is like, like after all of this, this is so, like, I feel like I just left therapy. Like, I feel so much more relieved. I feel so much better. Like, you have no idea. And this is the feeling that I want each and every single one of you that listen to this I want you to know that it is okay, like how you're feeling, like let it out. If you feel like a sense of relief, feel that sense of relief. If you feel like that you have to cry, cry. If you feel like that you want to, if something has like resonated in this episode or any episodes for the future, if you feel like something has resonated with you, like my inbox is always open, like please message me, like I will talk, I am like the most nice, humble, caring person that you will ever like meet. Uh, and I, I mean, you cross me, I can be a, some other things, but, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. But seriously though, you know, like I am here if anyone ever wants to talk, because like I said multiple times, like I know what it feels like to not have anybody And I know what it feels like to feel like that no one's going to understand you. 
or what you're going through, what you've been through, you know, all these things. And so I just want to be able to leave here knowing that I at least helped somebody in their life, rather it be one person, two people or the whole world like, I just know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I was not expecting this <laughs> to get as deep as it did but I'm so happy that it did um and it's so much more longer than I wanted it to be but like I said I just wanted to talk about whatever it was that came to my mind or my heart whatever so I just want to say that I appreciate every single one of you guys thank you for listening thank you for coming back and listening like if you had to leave um because you didn't have to listen to this you know this was definitely like some raw emotion here and like I spoke on some things that I probably shouldn't have spoken on um and hopefully it won't come to bite me in the ass at some point but at this point you know I really I just I don't I don't really care you know um And I think the last thing that I want to leave with you guys, um, just to kind of end on that tip that I spoke on, is that we, we seriously do not choose our family at all. We don't choose them. So I feel like the most or should I say the biggest misconception in life is the the barriers between our generation and like our parents or like our grandparents, great-grandparents, whatever. Because growing up, you know, they always told us like, oh, that's still your family. That's still your mom. That's still your sister. That's still your brother. Go make it right. Man, fuck all that shit. Because... Even when you said that, you also, or at least I should say in my family, it was also followed up up with, oh, well, if your friend did X, Y, and Z, then that's not your friend and you need to, you know, cut them off or you, you know, whatever. And it's just like, you know what I've realized in this generation, this same thing applies to family too, because I have had some shit done to me by family that... They have done worse than anybody I've ever encountered in my life, rather it be a coworker or a friend, a best friend, a, you know, whatever. Like, so why doesn't that apply to you too? It does. So don't allow anybody to tell you that the feelings that you have towards an individual or, you know, a family member or whatever, that there it's not valid because it is. At the end of the day, if you're toxic, you're toxic. At the end of the day, if you are disrespectful, you're disrespectful. I don't care if you're a hobo walking on the street or if you're my mom or my dad. Like, you're fucking disrespectful. You're toxic as fuck. What you did to me is wrong. And it's time for you to go. Does it hurt? Oh, it definitely hurts. I mean, y'all heard me in this this episode. I'm doing nothing but crying because I'm sitting here talking about how (laughs) ain't nobody did a fucking thing for me. And again, whenever I say that, I'm talking about family, blood family, not who you claim as your family. And at the end of the day, what the picture that I'm trying to paint is, is that 
you're going to be okay on the other side. So if you're fearful, they, well, if I cut them off, then what happens if this happens? Or what happens if that happens? Or, you know, what if I have nowhere to go? Or, you know, my kids and their, all that shit. Like, fuck all of that. Because I'm telling you, I'm a living testimony that I am on the other side of this. And I was my strength and my courage throughout everything. No one else was that for me but me. And I'm on the other side and I am fine. So if you feel like that you have to make that leap of faith or make that leap of faith, what the hell? Y'all, I just can't. (laughs) You have to take that leap of faith. Then do what you need to do. The biggest thing with us humans is is we all know the answer to any and every question you just have to dig deep within yourself and you have to dig within parts of yourself that you don't connect with on a daily basis and you're gonna find that answer so if if this is like resonating with you then take this as your sign because I'm telling you you're gonna be okay again I just want to Say thank you to everyone and just all of the love and support um, that you've given me. It will never go unnoticed. And I pray that someone or multiple people um, got something out of this. Even though it was just me like, you know, talking about my shit. But I tried to make sure that, you know, lessons that I've learned in the course of this last year that I've gone through that I made sure I spoke on and can resonate and be applied to other situations. Um, so like I said, I just hope that this does something for someone and I am just so excited to see, you know, what this future year holds for everyone. Um, I don't know, man, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a good one. Um, so just keep the faith. And like I said, you know, before I am here for everyone, anyone. So send this to a friend that you think may need to hear it. Send it to whoever, um, reach out to me. If, like I said, something resonates with you, I would love, you know, to hear that, um, I'd still look for confirmation in everything that I do. Unfortunately, I shouldn't because I already know what I'm doing is what I'm supposed to be doing. But I do still look look for a confirmation. So definitely, if something resonates with you within this, please, please reach out to me. I would love to talk about it. Um, I just want to say that I love you, Dad. And I know that you're here with me every day. And I hope that exactly a year later that you are smiling down on me. And that you are so happy of the woman that I have become and will become. And I pray that every hurdle that I've had to cross that I have done exactly what you would have wanted and I no longer moving forward wish 
to be with you. I just hope that you come to me every once in a while. Just to let me know that you're there still. And I can't wait to see you one day. Whenever my time is up. And I've done what I was supposed to do on this earth. And me and you can sit down and talk about everything. And I can just see your bright smile. And you just tell me good job. Anyways, so with that being said, thank you so much. I'll see you guys on the other side. One love always.